0: We'd like to give a big thanks to our partners over at White Rock Decoys. Be a nomad and get out further with more decoys with their lightweight system of windsocks, silhouettes, and fully collapsible floater decoys. Use subscription code DuckGunPod at checkout to get 10% off on White Rock decoys and products. Hey guys, I'm Jordan Fromer. I believe in hunting hard, hunting smart, and having a fun time while doing it. And shooting limits? Well, that's just the icing on the cake. I revel in the journey just as much as the successes it brings. From ducks to dogs to decoys and guns, we'll be talking tactics, strategies, and what it takes to get the job done. Load up and take aim. This is the Duck Gun Podcast what's going on folks thanks for joining me on another episode of the duck gun podcast on today's episode it's just just me and elliot and we're going over a topic that you guys asked for in the fellowship of the duck gun so we're going over budget hunter we're going through our tips and tricks for buying things on the budget and it's this time of year that everybody is looking to buy gear and getting ready for season and we are too so anyways let's jump right into the podcast What's going on, guys? Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Duck Gun Podcast. I'm Jordan Fromer from Duck Gun Chronicles on YouTube. Got my co-host alongside me, Elliot Greybeard from Freelance Duck Hunting on YouTube.
1: How you doing, Elliot? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I am really good at budget, not spending much money, so this is a good topic. Yeah, I, that's don't like, I don't like to spend a lot of money.
0: Awesome. Yep, that's our topic for the night. We actually just got done with the live stream, and uh, we, d- we had some audio issues, so we're re- recording it um, because, yeah, we just couldn't put it out with the audio issues we had, but if you guys want to go see it, it's up on my, my channel, Duck Gun Chronicles. Some of the main stuff will be on there, but we did get into a lot of different topics like teal hunting and um, the hunt stat site and all kinds of good stuff, so... Don't miss out on that, but now we're going to bring you the highest quality you can find on iTunes. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So, anyways, our topic, as Elliot has said, is budget duck hunting, um, your budget deals for duck hunters. Um, And, yeah, let's just jump right into it. Uh, The first one I got is um, expanding your decoy set on a budget. You know, one thing I've been more aware of Lately, uh, because of our partnership with White Rock Decoys, is that you are able to expand your, your spread at a uh, discount through silhouettes and wind socks compared to, you know, I did a little bit of research before this and like um, kind of the going rate for full bodies at like a dozen. Um, now now I can't, I didn't write it down, but I think it was like three, four hundred dollars. Does this sound right to you, Elliot?
1: Yeah, it, it's ex- full bodies are expensive.
0: Yeah, they're super expensive. So full body, a dozen, um, I think, I'm not even going to say the brand because I don't want to say anything bad about brands, but yeah, you're paying three, $400, um, you know, and if you go Winsock or Silhouette for a dozen, you're talking more like $100. So um, definitely, you know, can definitely save some money there, expand your, your set with that. And one thing we kind of talked about before that, um, you know, beforehand was that with with that um you know some people kind of are on the fence whether silhouettes and wind socks actually work. But I'd say like one, one piece of proof that you can take from that is that uh big outfitters use wind socks and silhouettes to kill ducks and they have paying customers that they have to have come back to make a living and if they didn't work they wouldn't use them.
1: Yeah and, and the thing is you're putting out so much larger um spread with the socks. So I'm looking at Cabela's here, it's 150 per half dozen um, full body, which is, I mean, if you're wanting to put out a decent spread the price is just, that's more than what I can do. So, I mean, in our decoy set, we always had like, you know, a dozen, um, couple dozen, and now we're going to be able to go eight, 10 dozen. And so what you're losing in the look of the full um body decoy you've got in the the size of the spread and i don't know about you I'll, I'll go for numbers um in any day i i know we're gonna kill them i'm excited i'm certainly excited <laughs> about that that's, i think that's definitely the budget way to go yeah
0: yeah i'm definitely going for some bigger numbers on my sets this year as well
1: yeah so when i think about budget the first thing i think about is all the trips i've taken to the goodwill and the salvation army and i've talked about this before i've made a video about it on youtube and just for my my waterfowling outfit now a lot if you've got the money to go out there and buy the high-end brands and look amazingly cool which full out full decked out guys and sick i do look pretty cool i'll say um but that's so expensive i mean i would love to have that stuff it's so expensive so what i do i would rather be able to buy more of everything else and not spend as much money on my clothing and then be able to buy whatever else in my budget, um, waterfowl related. So about five times a year, I've got a Goodwill and a Salvation Army that I go to. I'm specifically looking for layers that I can wear out hunting. And every now and then, like I found my pair, of, a pair of camel pants recently. Um, every now and then you can find some really good stuff. So if you just wanna fill out your um, hunting attire and all your layers, I'd say that good, good shopping at Goodwill and Salvation Army is a great way to go um, for doing that.
0: Yep, and that was actually on my list as well. Kind of uh, being able to budget your, cam- budget your camo, and some of the things mm-hmm. I had is you know you get buy, sell, and trade pages on Facebook, um, where if you don't like a piece of camo you got, you can buy or or trade it or sell it on that site. Um, You know, postseason they have some huge sales at the big stores, you know, the Cabela's and everything. Everything's like 60% off, which is a huge difference from your, you know, normal 100% that it is the rest of the year. Um, And that camo works great, you know. (laughs) 60% off, you're saving a ton of money. Um, And and that's super hard to do because you're not in the mindset of hunting. You've kind of spent all your hunting money, and it's kind of hard to justify it. But if you're going to need to buy camo the next year, um, it'd be really smart to... Do it then, and I say that every year, and then I don't because I'm like, <laughs> you know, you always have other things you need to buy in life. Um, yeah. And then kind of the last thing, you know, Big R, um, you can get some off-brand hunting, not just Big R anywhere, but that's my example. Big R went and I bought an off-brand, uh, uh, some off-brand hunting clothes, hunting camo, um, digital, and my friend was calling it uh, Fitka because it's you know pretty similar to the Sitka look, but it's you know the fake stuff, so. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And b- back to the Goodwill and Salvation Army, if you have a girlfriend or a wife, now some, some women don't really care for those Goodwills and Salvation Armies. But if, if your girl is the type that just loves and going and, and looking through all that stuff, whenever I go, I normally make it a date with my wife where we go out and we hit a couple Salvation Armies, then we go out to eat. And, and uh, of course, she spends a lot more time looking in these places that I do. What normally happens is we go in, I hit the um, like the hoodie racks the shirt racks, the pants rack, look for any boots. And then I'll pick up, I'll go to the books, The either I'll use just hang out on my phone or go to the book rack and pick up a book and sit on one of the couches and just read for the next hour while my wife's shopping around. But if you're by yourself, it doesn't take long to run in and, and knock these places out. I mean, I can go in and in 10 minutes, easy figure out if they've got anything for me to buy. My last two trips, I've been scoring big. I found like three pullovers, um a couple pair of camo pants. It's been a gold mine lately. Hmm. But But making a date with your wife. It's nice. fun. <laughs>
0: uh, you know, kinda on that same line, um, I kinda got a story about um a, a piece of camo that I was gonna buy that was gonna be substantially cheaper than it normally is. So there was um Cabela's just started carrying a certain Sitka item and it was like the Sika waiting jacket i think is what it's called the Hudson waiting waiting jacket i can't remember the exact name but it, it normally retails for 400 like everywhere else and Capella's put it up on there it was 200 bucks and i'm like well 200 bucks is still a lot you know 200 bucks for yeah. a jacket still a lot of money mm-hmm. but it was 50% off so I'm like I'm going to buy this and you know put in my order. It was it was hard to spend that much money, but I put it in. Um and <laughs> for this jacket that was normally 400 and it was 200. So anyways, about 5 days later, my order got canceled.
1: <laughs> Why?
0: Um well, I called Cabela's up to ask him and um you know they they said that uh I can't remember what they said. They said that it was like out of stock or something like that, and I'm like, yeah, it was actually back ordered like 13 weeks when I bought it, and uh, <laughs> I didn't care then, you know what I mean? And so I'm like, oh, that's fine, I'll wait longer if I need to, and like they kept just kept kind of like saying like it was kind of weird, like some shady stuff, and uh, finally they sent me over to um, customer service, and they just told me like, you know what, actually we don't even carry that item like (laughs) and it was like somehow it was a mistake um i don't even know exact the exact story what to believe but anyways i mean it was super sketchy because they just canceled my order without saying anything to me like i got an email and it says my order's canceled and like it was like super like non-descriptive like they're trying to just like slip it by you you know <laughs> we screwed up you think, much like
1: someone mismarked it or something yeah definitely like, oh,
0: somebody crap. mismarked it and put a jacket that's supposed to be 400 like it like i searched it because i'm like this jacket's like it's like their main jacket like a main jacket um that everybody has and uh it's always 400 dollars. so i looked it up it was 400 at mac prairies it was 400 at ev- everywhere you know everywhere you can think of rogers everything across the board um and then Cabela's 200. <laughs> and so many people jumped on that that it was back ordered 13, 14 weeks, but it was the wrong price. So nobody got yeah, their jackets. When everyone's orders, that. Sucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they can't. I them just all. can't
1: fathom spending $400 on a jacket. I no. mean,
0: yeah. Once it went back up, I didn't buy it. I mean, I heard they're I mean, great. You
1: can, buy a, you can buy a brand new, like, Remington 500 pump shotgun for like 250 Yep. I mean, I. I I mean, shoot, a, a Stoger semi-automatic isn't much more than 400 And I, I know I would love to have those coats and I know that if you have them, they're just top-notch, but my my personal budget says I am never <laughs> spending $400 on a, on a jacket.
0: Yeah, 400 is just a lot for anything, no matter what it is.
1: I mean, in that Hunter's Hall box, um, I pulled out a... I can't remember the maker. It was like a it was a really, really nice quality pullover. It wasn't really a jacket, but it was a pullover. and the value price on that was like a100 dollars and that thing just seems so nice. I can't imagine how nice it would feel to have on a $400 jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't imagine.
0: probably feel a lot like a $300 jacket. <laughs>
1: even a $300 jacket. That's what you know, I'm saying. I rarely I rarely wear jackets or coats at all because i've gone to wearing uh, having a vest system where i've got about four maybe even five vests some of them are thicker some of them are thinner and the colder it gets the more i layer them and as long as, as i keep that uh middle core warm um i in fact i don't have i have a like a big hunting coat um that i never i never even wear it i just keep layering Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, do I, that I just can't
1: stand well. my shoulders. I can't stand my shoulders being tight. my long, my arms are actually a little bit long, um, six foot and a half, and my arms are a little bit longer than than that, which means my shoulders can get bunched up, but I, I'll never <laughs> go away from just wearing tons of vests because it's just it, it just feels so much more comfortable to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, now maybe if you had a four hundred dollar jacket, I'm sure that they've thought about that, <laughs> it feels just fine. But <laughs> probably. All right. I'm, next not, I'm thing. not. I'm not looking down on anyone that buys those jackets. It's just for my personal budget. It's no. Too if I could
0: afford it, I would. Definitely. Yeah, exactly. Next thing I got on the list is uh, going with some cheaper ammo. So, um, you know, you can get like the, you know, the cheaper brands like Federal or Winchester's. Um, but yeah, the one thing I'd caution to that is to make sure it patterns well through your shotgun. And if it does, you can go with the cheaper stuff and be lethal with that. Um, maybe not just as well, but if you're on a budget, it's going to do you just fine.
1: Didn't you purchase a case of Kent's and have uh, a problem where you couldn't even use them?
0: Yeah, so that's, that's my horse story on that, on the Kent's. Um, my buddy told me, get Kent's, get some Kent fast deals. Um, and I went with them and, uh, and bought a whole case because he, he sent me like Cabela's had a deal. They're off like 50 bucks and, you know. Um, You're going to be saving like $8 a a box if you buy it this way. So I went ahead and bought them and got the whole case, and they just didn't pattern at all. It was just trash through my gun. And, like, that's nothing to say wrong with kints. Like, I'm sure they work well through most guns. But for whatever reason, they didn't work through my Browning A5 at all. Um, And I I really don't know why, like Elliot was saying, in the live stream we really need to get on an expert to kind of talk about all those things. Um, Because we have so many questions about chokes, about... Uh, velocities and and uh, you know and this one as well like why certain ammo patterns better out of different guns and like it it just doesn't seem like it should make that big of a difference you got a barrel (laughs) and a choke tube and you know a shell's got gunpowder and a wad and shot going through it why do some shotguns pattern it really well and some don't like the winchester super x is phenomenal through my a5 and i always kind of wondered if that is because browning owns winchester so they kind of make sure their shells pattern good through their gun or maybe that's the shells that they use for the testing when they're designing their gun um you know because they they also have their browning um brand of ammunition but browning owns winchester so um you know just kind of
1: some thoughts i didn't know that browning owned winchester i didn't know that
0: maybe it's vice versa which which company is bigger i don't know
1: I've always, I've always liked Browning because I grew up shooting a Browning BPS and I, and I don't have, have any Browning, a, a Browning gun now, but I always have a soft spot in my heart for Browning.
0: Oh yeah. I love Browning. So I got three Browning seconds.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, so the moral of the story is if you're going to buy a case of ammo, which is the way we do it, um, we buy cases at the beginning of the year, make sure you, you might want to buy just a box and pattern it. Uh, I'd say normally you'd be okay, but. If you want to make sure, because you always want to pattern what you're shooting.
0: I still have uh, three three boxes, two years old from that case. <laughs> or five, five boxes. I only shot three through it. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's not bad there.
1: Send them my way. You can bring them down as a <laughs> Christmas present when you come down and hunt Aaron, Kansas. <laughs> have you thought any more about the dates of when you guys are coming down to hunt?
0: No, I mean, yes, I have. <laughs> I definitely have, but I haven't like picked out a date, so I'm definitely yeah. ready for that. Okay. All right, cool. Can't wait for it. Yeah, me too. Uh,
1: yeah, so how, how many shells do you typically shoot during a season? Do you, did you keep track of that last year?
0: No, I didn't. Um I mean, I probably shot around like 65 to 70 ducks, so probably three times that number.
1: Like 150-ish, one, 150 to 200?
0: yeah probably more to probably I mean I, I I, didn't keep track so I don't know I don't know what my shooting yeah. percentage was but I know with the kins it started off pretty bad um, it kind yeah. of screwed me over with those first three boxes but um yeah uh, let's see I, I also shot probably oh I have to add in the geese too so um, probably shot around 15 geese so mm-hmm. I mean that puts me around like 85 birds so I would say it. I mean I definitely shot worse than 50% um, so double that, maybe, yeah, 200,
1: 220,
0: mm-hmm. um, adding some cripples there too. So maybe 250, I don't know.
1: So you ended up with almost 90 birds total last year. I was at 91. So we were pretty close to the same number of birds last year.
0: Yeah. Had a good year.
1: <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Um, had my, had my gun not been misfiring, I might've hit that hundred mark cause it I was at 91 and it misfired about 12 times. So had I, you know, who knows?
0: Yeah. I know that, that it's not all about numbers, but I would like to hit that 100 mark. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, it's, no. it's not about the numbers, but.
1: No, no. Numbers are certainly secondary. The experience of it is is what it's all about. But numbers are fun too. As long as you don't let the numbers get in your way of the overall enjoyment of the hunt. And as long as you don't let them, um, negatively change how you're hunting. Like if guys are just chasing as many ducks as, as possible, then the shots that they decide to shoot are probably going to, um, they're probably going to stretch themselves a lot more. So you just have to make sure that the numbers are, if you keep track of your shooting percent or of your total bird shot or your average birds per hunt, um, certainly do not let that cloud what, what it's all really, really about.
0: Yeah. For me numbers. get.
1: Yeah. For me, numbers just allows me to daydream when I'm not hunting.
0: <laughs> for me, it kind of like, I know, I mean, it kind of puts you in a gray area, but <clears throat> like the numbers kind of do represent like how well you're doing. And like, I don't want to compete with other people because they have like everybody's situation is different, how much they can hunt, like where their locations they can hunt are. But like for you, you can kind of see season by season. Like, did I make the right choices? Did I scout well? Did I shoot well? Um you know and obviously there's outside um, factors you can't uh, control as far as the weather and uh, you know those kind of things bird numbers that are in the area other hunters hunting in the same spot you that you didn't realize or you know anything like that um, but as far as like competing against yourself to see like how good of a hunter you can be I'm all about like being the best hunter I can be but then again like you said the numbers don't matter but I'm gonna have a good time anytime I'm out there anyway
1: yeah yeah And i think if you watch either of our um videos it it comes through that that we can still have a good time we don't have to shoot a limit you know some of my most enjoyable hunts are i I look back and i mean a a no bird day is never going to be more enjoyable than a limit but there's been we i've had i can name about four or five hunts i went on where i didn't shoot hardly anything and had such an amazingly enjoyable day um, so you just have to make sure that you keep your mind, the right mindset, but yeah, but keeping the statistics sure can add to that. Yeah. So, so, um, decoys on, if you're just starting out hunting and you don't have any decoys, then I'd say a, a budget tip for you would be Craigslist for decoys, or there's lots of Facebook groups where you can get sometimes free decoys. Sometimes there're certainly, like I saw a couple dozen just the other day for 25 on Facebook. So if you don't have any decoys and you want to go that route, certainly Craigslist and Facebook groups is a great way to acquire um, just some gear to get out and and get started.
0: Yep, I agree on that. That's how I started out myself, you know, about my first dozen. Then after that, it's been garage sale ever since. And like with your duck hunting decoys, it's not a sprint, you know, it's a marathon. Um, You got your whole life to kind of build your set and get it, you know, up to what you want for your, however many ducks you got. And, uh, you know, so if you're just starting out, don't have the money. Um, and just, if it's between you not starting and, <laughs> um, you know, duck hunting, then get the, get the smaller set, just get yourself started and get into it.
1: Yep. I killed a lot of decoys hunting by myself with a couple dozen decoys, a stool <laughs> and a shotgun and waiters. And, uh, Fifteen dollar dog I bought out of the newspaper. I kill a lot of ducks that way, um, and buying. That's when I, I was shooting Kent. At that point, Kent was actually a lot cheaper then than it is now.
0: Well, I think um, the Kent fast Seals are their premium ones, but okay.
1: But I mean, you you can you can get out there and have a lot of fun um, without spending a ton of money. You certainly can. Yep.
0: Yeah. yeah. You don't need everything to be successful. You just need, kind of like when we went through our gear list. There's some minimums that you need. You need the gun, like you said. You don't even need a $15 dog. You need a gun, oh. decoys, and shells, and face
1: paint. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say waiters? Probably. You
0: probably should have. No, nah, you don't need waiters. Just go out there in your <laughs> jeans. and. <laughs>
1: well, during fertile season, certainly you could. No doubt. Yeah,
0: yeah. No doubt. No, you need oh. waiters. Yeah, that's
1: for sure. And, you know, I see equipment as like building it up over a lifetime. So we try to add a little something every year that we need. So um, this year I, I went, I bought everything I need for snow hunting and ice hunting. So I have a completely white outfit now um, from head to toe and I haven't bought it yet, but I'm going to get a um, white snow cover for our layout blind. And that was what was kind of added this year. And then transitioning to white rock decoys, of course, but it's kind of like, the my goal in waterfowl hunting is to be as versatile as possible and to be able to hunt every single different kind of environment on any given day. And in order to do that, you need a lot of stuff. But, um, you, in, unless you're just independently wealthy, it's not, you just can't get all of that at once. You just kind of have to start chipping away at it and chipping away at yeah. it. And, uh, And just think of your purchases as make smart purchases. That's, that's why, you know, if you don't have that much money buying a $400 jacket, I want to harp on that. It's just such an awful idea (laughs) because you can get so many different pieces that you need with $400 and get your layers at a thrift store. And you can have, I mean, you'll kill so many more birds if, if you're on a limited budget by buying smart and making yourself versatile in what you're doing.
0: Yep. Definitely agree on that. Um, one thing that we kind of forgot to mention though, um, or that I forgot to mention previously is uh, you know um, you can go with budget shotguns as well. Um, you know you don't have to have a semi-automatic and you don't have to have a name brand like a Browning A5 or a Benelli. Um, super black eagle I mean those guns are great to have they're great to shoot fun to have but you know if you're just getting started out like like we're saying there's a lot of things you've got to buy there's a lot of things that cost a lot of money um, and you can start off with a Remington 870 pump shotgun and, and I have my buddy he duck hunted with me last year and he used one of my shotguns um, you know and it was his first year hunting so that was great but this year you know he's, he's getting a lot of his own stuff you know last year he bought waders and um you know this year is buying a shotgun and and so you know I was trying to talk him into getting an A5 cuz I'm team A5 all the way but <laughs> it's just not mm. feasible for everybody at certain points of you know life or whatever and uh you know he's like no nah, I think I need to go with something cheaper and like I totally understand that cuz like uh I mean they're expensive um I think it's like 1750 for the new Browning A5 um and so like a Remington 870 on a budget you know getting that pump um it's like like you said, 250 um, from Cabela's, I think is what it is. Um, so you can't beat that. And that, that gun, you can get them that chamber three and a half if you want to go with three and a half inch shells or three inch. Um, they sell twenty inch, 26 inch and 28 inch barrel. But I mean, it's a great gun. People have been using it for generations, it gets the job done. <clears throat> so that's definitely like a, a budget shotgun
1: to go with. I would agree with everything you said, except I would get the Mossberg 500 instead of it i mean i shot that gun for 20 years so I'm, and the only experience i have with the remington um 870 is golden boys which never seemed to work right but i know their tanks they're awesome guns um that gun came out i actually put out a video comparing the two guns yeah and they're, I, I mean you can't go wrong with either of them they're 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 both tanks and the 870 came out which is pretty cool i didn't know this until i did a little research it's kind of a post-world war ii gun and it's the first kind of fowler's mass-produced gun like that that um that started coming out so there's a lot of history i bet you i don't know this for a fact but i would be willing to bet that more ducks have been shot with the remington 870 than any other any other shot
0: that's probably the a5 because like you think how long it takes to pump and like
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i think just longevity but I prefer that I would get a 26-inch uh, barrel Mossberg 500. I I just love those Mossbergs.
0: Dude, there's been a lot of ducks killed with A5. You can't discount that.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, I'm sure, but when did they start making them?
0: Uh, I don't know. Like 50s, maybe? Nah. Yeah. What do you <laughs> mean, no?
1: I don't think they're that old, are it's, they? Th- yeah,
0: it's like the original automatic
1: design. Okay, let's find out. I'm going to look it up real quick. All right. All right.
0: I know it's got to be at least 50s, if not sooner or really? later. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's from, like, the 70s. I got one from the 70s, and it works like a charm. You got you got it yet?
1: Well, this, this date can't be right.
0: It's Is it going to be, like, the 30s?
1: Oh my God, the Browning A5 was the first mass-produced semi-automatic shotgun designed by, designed by John Browning yep. in 1898 and patented in 1900.
0: Oh, that, that, I believe it. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh, I had no idea.
0: Yeah, no, it's a staple of hunting, and especially waterfowl.
1: It was produced continually for almost 100 years by several makers with production ending in 1998. Well, that wouldn't make sense. Auto I mean... Prepared i think it makes sense yeah well it's ending in 1998 yeah like that
0: yeah the original design no
1: the original though so they changed the design yeah
0: yeah so like uh the original design i'll have to show you sometime in person but um
1: the way the barrel well, forgive my ignorance i was totally off track
0: <laughs> yeah but the the way this this the the a5 actually loads shells is the whole barrel comes back so uh-huh. it comes ba- it comes back like three inches and it loads another shell so it's like it comes back the recoil takes the whole barrel and it comes back and it chambers another shell in. and that's the original design works so good they've been doing it for 100 years but
1: so they they were using semi-automatic shotguns in 1898 i guess guess so so. i had no i I am shocked by that (laughs) you're you're probably right
0: watch we're both wrong on all this but anyways um, (laughs) the the next topic I got are you ready to move on sure okay the next topic I got was uh, um, DIY projects another thing we've been talking about in our Facebook group uh, shameless plug fellowship of the duck gun come join us over there uh, is um, DIY projects and one thing we've been looking at is Texas rigs and how much you can save money by doing it yourself Um, you know another thing is kind of like a a jerk jerk rig you can make your own um, somewhere in Wisconsin had a video on making one and he actually sent one, one my way as well. So shout out to him. Yeah. So DIY projects, I think Elliot's still over here in shock from his,
1: <laughs> I'm reading, I'm just, I'm reading more about it now. Well, <laughs> yeah. no, it's interesting. Yeah. I don't have no idea what you said. I'm here reading about these. <laughs> I was talking about
0: DIY projects like the, yeah, the yeah, Texas yeah. rigs
1: for sure for sure doing things doing things yourself um is pretty fun and in a way to save a lot of money i'm gonna i need to watch that video of wisconsin's because i've never i haven't seen it
0: yeah did you buy your texas or your your jerk rig or do you did you make one
1: um yeah i bought it i don't it's been i've had it for so long i don't remember where i don't think it was very expensive i mean you can buy them pretty cheap somewhere between 10 and 29 dollars i can't remember Mm. there's some really expensive ones but Excuse me. Yeah. Um, I don't know what added features would you need to make it an expensive jerk rig. You know? <laughs> I don't know. Seems pretty basic. <laughs> I'm probably wrong about that too. I don't know. I've never <laughs> looked at all the options of the jerk rig because I hate them. I love what they do. I hate setting them out. I hate using them. But I love the effect that they have.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, one thing I've I'm always had an issue with with dogs getting tangled in the cords. Yeah. Dogs or, and me. It's or almost. people. Yep. Like uh, we had one set up this year, where we set up um, on a bank in a-frame blinds, HDR innovation a-frame blinds, um, and th- we had a jerk a jerk string kind of going through all the brush and leading into like a ditch, and it was like a drainage ditch for uh, ag field, and uh, but if you walked through there, um, a couple times people got tangled in it and pulled the ducks that were on the jerk string, the jerk string, the jerk. The jerk string the jerk rig whatever you want to call it um you know up onto the bank so yeah it's easy to do yeah
1: is that video do you have that video on your channel i don't remember that huh
0: yep uh i do it's um what's the name of it uh i don't i don't remember
1: i need to go back through your playlist i think there's a lot (laughs) of them that i missed
0: yeah you probably should man watch all my
1: videos (laughs) yeah i've watched a bunch but you keep talking about stuff i haven't seen i need to go back i'll go double
0: check and see what the name is it's late season duck smash
1: indiana duck hunting okay Okay. i don't know i never remember seeing you hunt out of an a-frame yeah
0: we have two we have double a-frame blinds up in a brushy area and uh we ended up we're we're four shy of a a four-man limit i think
1: yeah so I don't, I don't know if the audio from earlier is going, what's gonna be included or not included, but I was talking about how much corn has been planted around here lately, and it's relatively new. It's totally new, as far as I know, to the area that these wildlife managers are planting so much corn to flood. And um, we're talking about using A-frames out there as well. Um, as an idea with the corn because i think an a-frame because i think when when they go and harvest this corn they won't harvest at all i don't think i think they'll they'll leave some some rows and some sections unharvest to kind of give you a little better hide and i i think wouldn't that be a great spot for an a-frame
0: and like flooded corn
1: yeah yeah
0: i think it would work there for sure yeah you like just how get... deep how, how deep would be too too deep i mean if you can't sit down you'd probably have issues um... okay but
1: you know calf i would assume that we're probably going to be talking And because the elevation is a little different in these fields you're we're going to be talking ankle to knee deep and that would be fine for an a-frame right
0: yeah that should be fine yeah for me i don't know if i've ever done that but yeah for sure like uh, these a-frame blinds are made out of aluminum so you don't have to worry about rust or anything like that Mm -hmm. so they're coated aluminum
1: yeah well i mean we've just gotten done um completely brushing our layout boats and everything but we've brushed them in raffia grass which creates a little bit of a problem if we're gonna be hunting corn, um, then, you know, a lot this year is now your. so I, I don't know. Um, the plan is to try to continue to brush them with corn when we get out there, but it is going to look like, it's not gonna to look totally natural. Yeah,
0: but, I mean, it just know. depends. I think you'll, you could still be fine, you know, cause you put those out in like cornfields a lot of times with that type of stuff or like non-matching type of materials, but if it's natural materials, um, it just depends. Sometimes people say like in the late season, ducks start getting blind shy, but Mm -hmm. I mean, I think if you have it really well brushed in, they're not gonna be able to pick it out as something that's not supposed to be there.
1: Well, yeah, and I was talking earlier about using all of our white rock um, silhouettes and windsocks in the flooded corn as well and kind of putting our blinds in my ankle deep water as it gets deeper out to knee deep and then having the floaters out there and we could use the windsocks uh, all around us um, to hide us as well. Like really put a bunch of the windsocks all around the the uh, layout boats. I think that would help too. Awesome. I know we did that snow goose hunting last year where it's like where you're hiding, you just really mass up the windsocks and, and they do a really good job of helping just hide you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, i have seen that as well
1: so i doubt will you do the a-frame thing but dan doesn't hasn't done anything as far as brushing his blind his boat and stuff so i've been talking to aiden about it it's like what are we going to do if he if he wants to come out and how are we going we're already making plans to how to conceal in august <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah well is that all of our uh, do we cover all the topics from the last time
1: Oh, we, well, the, the duck calls, just a $20 duck, oh, duck yeah. we talked about because they're, I mean, they've got a pretty good sound to them. 20 to 30 bucks they are just a lot cheaper than buying a, you know, 80 to $90 acrylic. Um, and, and I've, I've used them in the past. They, they work just fine. They're not high end, but if you're just looking to add a piece that you need to your equipment supply getting, I, I personally like the Sarge. Um and i've got another one i think one jace's or something i don't know it's like the orange one but they, that's a good <laughs> budget piece to have yep
0: i agree I actually i actually uh, use one of theirs right now and it's an older one i got from my brother-in-law made out of wood mm-hmm. so they still make the same one out of plastic now but it's one of their originals and, what's the yeah. name
1: of it do you know do you remember the name of it by chance oh
0: you know i've been asked that multiple times and i can't remember yeah yeah. Honestly, like the sticker and all that stuff is, is gone off of it now at this point.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So it does I don't think it has the name on it, or else I'd be able to more readily remember it. But uh, yeah. Well, I, I really want
1: to. I really want to really get a Ducklander call soon. I really love uh, Bobby's calls. They're really cool looking. Yeah. But not to that point right now. I just don't want to spend <laughs> the money right now.
0: Yeah. Not a not a budget purchase.
1: No, but it's going to happen because his, his, he, man, he makes such a good product.
0: Yeah. They look awesome.
1: And I think he'll do custom stuff for you as well. So, um, I don't know to what level if he'll put an FDH in one or not. I don't know, but that would be cool. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's it. I think that's all we got.
0: Awesome. Well, like we said before, um, this is a re-recording from the live stream. If you want to check that out, there's a bunch of stuff we didn't cover. Um, that we're off topic you know our norm our normal ramblings I don't know how much people actually enjoy that or not but um, you know if you haven't got enough from our kind of budget tips and you want to go check out the live streams on my channel Duck Gun Chronicles on YouTube so be sure to check that out Um, any other closing notes before we end this one
1: Uh, just remember to come on over to Facebook and find us Fellowship of the Duck Guns Um, it's growing and there's a a lot of comments and conversations happening over there so come find us on Facebook
0: awesome all right guys that's all we got tonight i'm jordan from Duckman chronicles on youtube elliot my co-host from freelance duck hunting on youtube be sure to check us out season's coming up we'll be having all our hunt videos up there on youtube anyways guys that's all we got for tonight we'll see you guys next time and that's a wrap thanks again folks for tuning in on another episode really appreciate you coming in here week in and week out Joining us for the podcast, we couldn't do it without the awesome community that we have here. So, we appreciate you guys. I'm gonna leave you guys with one big request this week please, please, please give us a review on iTunes. It helps us out a ton, helps us to be promoted, and uh, you know, so we can share a message with more people. So, anyways, guys, that's all we got for this week, and we'll see you guys next time. Let's go.